The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoopball Heat Podcast, where if you don't see anything wrong with your game, you need to wake up. I am your host, Ben Tovia, aka KarmicBeat7193. With me, as always, is my wonderful co-host, Luke Josh Weber, aka Just Luke. Luke, how are you today, my friend? I'm doing all right. Long day at work, getting ready for uh, the Olympics, the rest of the finals. Hopefully it goes to seven games, but ultimately I'm doing okay. But Luke is not the only one here today. We Ooh. have a very special guest, Brendan from Hoopball Raptors. How are you, man? Oh, not so bad. How are you? <laughs> this pot is getting a bit Canadian. <laughs> just, just a touch. Just a touch. Oh, we got to bring it hard here, you know. <laughs> no, it's, it's – um, we're really excited to have Brendan on um, to talk, you know, a little heat, a little Raptors. These two franchises have had some – very similar paths to um, to winning, and just have a lot of similarities overall. So you know, it's I think today's going to be a really fun episode. Luke, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, it, you you start with the uh, past winning, and they're very parallel. I mean, you saw uh, Miami trade one of their uh, future stars, Karan uh, Butler, uh, in order to bring in a big fish in Shaquille O'Neal and just um, uh, about two decades later, Toronto traded its hometown uh, hero in DeMar DeRozan for its big fish. Um, Both teams got one ring off of that and quickly things fell apart after that. (laughs) Um, Well, you've got 2020, but then you've got 2021. And uh, with the Heat, you've got the aftermath of the 06 season and uh, all the pain that followed it, as most of you Heat fans will know. And unfortunately, it seems Toronto is living through a bit of that pain right now. Brennan, how is that? Oh, well, you know, we're just figuring out at least, you know, the way that last season went, it's not as if everybody just left the team and we fell apart. There was a little bit of that, uh, the COVID and injuries and stuff along those lines. So we're really hoping for uh, a jump back season pretty quick and not the full collapse into like, oh, here goes a decade of rebuild. You know, it, uh, if we can get uh, a good player here in the draft, but of course, Masai's playing everything close to his chest. So we have no idea what's about to happen, whether it's going to get traded or not. We can avoid that big collapse. But yeah, you know, this last year was uh, not something that was fun to watch. So uh, hoping for a big, quick turnaround, but if it doesn't happen, you know, we're still going to be here watching. Yeah, how's the maple syrup in Tampa? <laughs> yeah, I, I think it pales in comparison to the maple syrup up in Toronto. That's all I got to say. Yeah. Um, I, like, you know, Toronto is a team with a front office that's extremely trustworthy. Masai is one of the best in the game. Um, Second best. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... I think you. I think you guys are going to be fine. Um, you're at four, right? Fourth pick. Fourth pick. Yeah. Yeah. You can. You can get. You know, this is a really, really good draft. Um, 
and even if you don't use the pick, there's a lot of value to be to be placed in that. So whatever the decision is to be made, I, I think um, Masai Ujiri is going to make the correct one. Um, there's there's a lot of decisions to be made, a lot of big ones um, for both teams at this point. But it's, yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, Luke, you talked a little bit about the history here um, and talked about, you know, trading uh, trading a, a guy who was seen as the big star for a bigger star and it ending up in a title. Um, the, the way that that ended up, I'm just going to go back a little bit more in the history. Uh, the reason Miami was willing to trade Karan Butler is because they had a young up-and-coming player by the name of Dwayne Wade. Um, Toronto also at that time had their own young up and coming player named Chris Bosch. Um, but these two, Luke is currently, uh, flashing his Chris Bosch Jersey that he's wearing for those. Yeah, of you. Very nice. I had to prepare for this episode. If there's one thing that connects Toronto, uh, to Miami in the eyes of heat fans, it's, uh, this man, Chris Bosch, my favorite player. And it goes it's back Chris- Second best uh, boss jersey you got on right there. <laughs> hey, listen, those hey, Miami Floridian great. ones are. <laughs> hey, I can't say he didn't look good in number four. Fair. Um, but the history of Bosch and Wade in Miami Toronto it goes back to before they were even drafted. Um, the o two o three season wasn't really very kind to either team. Uh, they were both near the top of the lottery, but. Going into the final game that season, whoever won that game was going to end up with lower odds for number one. It was, it was Heat a, Raptors? It was Heat Raptors, and it was essentially deciding who gets the fourth pick, who gets the fifth pick. Tank, 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 tank. Well, they'll never admit it, and, you know, we've heard this reported, but Miami was trying to lose that game, but they ended up winning it. Um, we know that they liked Chris Bosh. We know that, well, everyone liked Chris Bosh because he was – one of the top prospects of that draft. Um, we also know that he liked Chris Kamen, but we don't need to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> but um, dodged a bullet there. I, I mean, all-star. He was an all-star, but... Dwayne Wade. I'm making a joke, Luke. No, but um, <laughs> yeah, we know, we know how it went. Uh, the Raptors drafted Bosch to, uh, in theory, pair him with Vince Carter, which... Didn't quite end up working out, but, you know, it was it was fun while it lasted, I think. And then because the Pistons had already taken Dwayne Wade, the Heat took rising star Darko Milicic. Mm. Oh, wait, that's not what they did? That's not what happened. They took Dwayne Wade uh, <laughs> with their – I'm currently holding up a, uh, a little, I guess, poster of Dwayne Wade. Uh, but, yeah. Um, and then, obviously, the two end up playing together. Um Brendan, uh, how long have you been an NBA fan? That would have been around the time that I was really starting to pay attention. I did, uh, like, all good Raptors fans remember the Vince Carter uh, dunk contest very fondly, and that's pretty much where anybody of my generation started really watching the Raptors. Uh, Before that, we were all NBA fans, but, you know, you're Jordan fans or Magic fans or something along those lines. And the Raptors were like a kind of a novelty that were in the area. Uh, if you talk to Kieran, he'll tell you, no, from day one, he was Raptors fan. On the, if he could have gotten floor seats every year, he would have gotten floor seats every year. But uh, yeah, I, think, say, I, 
You're saying you were a Jordan fan, not a uh, Tim Hardaway Alonzo Morning fan? At, at that point in time, you know, just that. Okay, just checking. <laughs> but like every kid wanted to be like Mike. One of the uh, one of the losses for that seventy-two and ten Bulls team was to the Raptors, right? They was it was, the expansion yeah. team? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was uh, that's that was one of those funny moments. I think that was the one where what was it? He had like a like fifty-point game or something. Like Tracy McGrady went off that game. I'm pretty sure. It was one of those moments where it's just like I think we won ten games that season, maybe. So. <laughs> <laughs> The Washington Generals have to win sometimes. Oh, that's yeah, not much. nice. That's hey, not at nice. the time, that's what it was. <laughs> it's nice, and then it's the truth. Well, um, I, I'm sure uh, we won't start to get any nicer once we start talking about Chris <laughs> Bosh in Toronto. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so yeah, I guess I guess the question is, uh, what do you remember most about Chris Bosh's time in Toronto? Chris Bosh, well, I. I the big thing about Chris Bosch was that he was actually one of those guys who whenever you saw him talk, he always sounded like he was genuine. Mm. Uh, he, he, like, he was the kind of star that like he knew that he was the main piece of that team, but he didn't really act in that way. You know, like sometimes you think of people and you think of like Iverson saying practice or right. something along those lines. You weren't going to get that from Chris Bosch. He was a class act the entire way. And it's like, we were sorry to see him go um, when he left, but I think a lot of people think that Toronto fans have a thought of Chris Bosch like negatively. It's not that way. We we think that he's he's a, he was a great player, and uh, we would have taken him back any day of the week. No, he's not Vince Carter. That uh, hey, we st- hey, Vince Carter's come around, and uh, that was another one of those things where we we feel bad. Like at the time, everybody was mad. Yeah. Uh, but you know, he kept playing for fifteen more years. He's got one of those personalities where he's just electric. So actually, funny. Funny thing that it just kind of hit me. Um, you guys remember who Chris, who uh, Vince Carter was traded for when he left Toronto? Yeah, Jameson, uh, Antoine Jameson. Well, it was also. Oh no, sorry, that was that was that was sorry before that. That was the yeah, one. That's who that's who we traded together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. Alonzo Mourning got traded from New Jersey because it didn't work out between him and I believe Kenyon Martin was the one who didn't get along with him. Got traded to Toronto, said, I don't want to play there. Yeah, they refused um, to play, yeah. Yeah, and then eventually wound his way back in Miami and won a championship. So it's just just a funny another little link there between the two teams. Um, yeah, and then just a small one that most people don't catch is uh, a three-point legend uh, pre-Steph uh, Curry, pre-Clay Thompson – Greatest three-point shooter of all time. Just kidding, but so pretty good. <laughs> Jason Capono. Yeah, won a won a three-point contest when he was in Miami. Won a three-point contest when he was in Toronto. So there you go. Clearly, it wasn't New Jersey that affected. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I guess uh, getting moving forward a bit uh, into. A more modern time, 2016, uh, the only time these two teams have ever faced off in a playoff series. Ah, damn. And, like, it was it was a fun series, but I think the uh, the one part that wasn't very fun was injuries, both sides. Um, I remember on the Raptors' side distinctly, I think it was the same game for Miami, Hassan Whiteside went down, and then later that Jonas. game, Jonas Valanciunas went down. 
Um, however, unfortunately, Miami also was without Amari Stoudemire at the time. So Bismack that, that's Biombo, a significant player. It, oh, Bismack Biombo had what twenty six rebounds. Well, wait, 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 wait. You're saying that we're missing Amari Stoudemire. I mean, the X factor for this series is the guy we've been talking about, Mr. Well, Chris Bosh. Well, hold on, Luke. Luke, here's the thing. Do you remember who had to start at center for Miami in Game Seven? I do, and I I hope actual like uh, not casual but diehard Heat fans should all remember when six foot seven rookie Justice Winslow hashtag Justice Better suited up at center for the Miami Heat. This is a player who now is like a point forward, like a six foot six. Oh my goodness. He's known as a perimeter defender, but look who's guarding Bismack Biombo in a second round playoff series. Biombo got paid after that series. Charlotte gave him a bag. No, it was actually Orlando that gave him a bag. It was Orlando. You're right. Orlando, the the land of overpaying centers, saw that he had looked like freaking Bill Russell out there dunking on six foot, on like five footers. I mean, what? But I think the response to that, if you're a Heat fan, is well, okay, who is going to guard him? Um, Of course, Biombo was going to look pretty good. I mean, um, Nick, uh, Josh McRoberts, um, Kelly Olenek version 0.0. Are we gonna stack, um, Gerald Green and Josh Richardson on top of each other to try and make a center? Um, Darrell Wright was on that team, remember? They signed him before the end of the season. Yeah, I I apologize. Brendan, this is what we do. We go off on tangents like this. I know all about needing a center, all right? So don't worry about it. <laughs> hey, you got you got Heat summer league legend Ken Birch right now on your roster, and he's looking pretty good. He oh, is, yeah. but I believe he's he's restricted or he's a free agent. So we'll have to see whether or not he gets signed back in. It all depends what happens with this draft. Uh, yeah. Who who we end up going with at, at, at the center position? But at the same time, Ken Birch is uh, from Canada. Uh, he clearly has a strong affinity for the team, for the players there. Obviously, has a great relationship with Kyle Lowry, although his future is um, hopefully we'll, uncertain. We'll get um, <laughs> Very possibly the Miami Heat's Kyle Lowry in 2022. You can... 2022? Well, Who's saying anything about 2022? Well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> next season's going to be... Yeah. Yeah. I assure you... We next will season, get next there. month... Yeah. But in the meantime, Toronto, I'm not sure what's going to happen to Ken Burch, but you do have something that Toronto hasn't had in a while, being one of the top teams in the East this past decade. Um, you got a pick. Want to talk yep. a bit about that? I am pick. Yeah, the, uh, our first number four overall pick since Chris Bosh. Yeah, well, been a pretty good history. Yeah, four's been a good number. Yeah, four's been a good number for the Raptors between uh, trading eventually for Vince Carter with the fourth pick and then picking Bosch. You know, that set up the team for about two decades there. So, Assuming, uh, going a little bit into the draft, um, assuming Mobley is off the board, that's the obvious pick, 
for Rutgers if they need a big man, but assuming he's off the board by either the Rockets or um, or if there's a trade, assuming he's not there for you to take him, what's the um, what are you looking at? Is it going to be best player available? Is it going to be for a specific need, even if the best big man is off the market? What are your thoughts on the draft? Masai tends to go best player available, and it's looking like uh, Jalen Green is going to go to one of the two teams ahead of him. Uh, same thing with Mobley. Uh, even if one passes, the other one's going to take him. So look, it's probably going to be Jalen Suggs that comes through the door if the Raptors don't trade the pick. Uh, assuming they don't trade the pick and keep it, Jalen Suggs, he's pretty much – and basically if you wanted to get someone to take over the position from Lowry – that's the guy that you would want to be coming for a young guy. He's got a lot to learn and to come up, but he's kind of like a floor general style player, player like Lowry that you want coming in. So I, I'm assuming it'd be Suggs. Um, you know, anything could happen. And Masai has been known to do some pretty, uh, you know, cowboy style stuff. So maybe he'll do that. Maybe he won't. Uh, but I, I, if I had a betting man, you go with Suggs. Yeah, big um, thing with, um, big thing with Suggs and it's, it's a little cliche, but like, that dude is not afraid of the big moment at all. Oh, yeah. No, no, he proved that this, yeah. this, uh, this last season, you know. Yeah. That shot against UCLA was unbelievable. I, I, don't, I don't know if I'll ever forget that because that was just so shocking how that ended. Yeah, it's one of those Dame-level shots. Yeah, yeah. So what would you uh, say the Raptors would be looking for in a trade if they were to move that pick? If they're moving that pick, it's to get a star. They're, they're going after a Damian Lillard. They're going after somebody of that nature that's going to give them a chance to win this year. Uh, that's the only reason they move that pick uh, because they're, they're not looking to do a rebuild, so I don't think they move back to gain a bunch of picks or something along those lines. Masai's even kind of come out to say that if he's coming back, it's to win. So uh, that's the other – that's the big thing that we're all waiting for to see whether or not uh, Masai signs. But if, if we're getting this close to the draft and he hasn't left yet, I'm assuming that there's at least uh, enough talk going on that he's coming back. And if that's the case, then we're either taking that pick or we're going for a star. Yeah, I, I can see that. Um, what, are your, what are your thoughts on the whole Lillard situation? Well, he, he seems like the kind of guy that wants to win it himself. It doesn't seem like he wants to go to a team where it's going to be him and four guys that are all like, you know, the uh, Brooklyn situation. Mm. However, he is, but he's 32 now or 30. I think he turns 33 this year. So yeah. that's got to be on his mind too. Um, I guess he has a meeting coming up with the executives uh, in Las Vegas and that's going to kind of decide what happens. Yeah. That's but, that whole situation is just, Really strange and crazy. It well, is very reminiscent of uh, the Anis situation, right? So, I, yeah, but it—I don't know. Like with Giannis, it was—he never really gave big indication that he wanted out. Like Lillard, this whole thing is like—I don't know. It—it's reminiscent of the Harden situation, kind of in a way. But not, and at the same know. time, I mean, Milwaukee the past couple of years has been a championship contender. Um, yeah. As much as you could say that about the Trailblazers, there was, uh, they were never going to be able to beat the Lakers. Um, they were never going to be able to beat the Warriors. Oh, were, I thought, I thought they look, could beat LA. I hope so, <laughs> but 
I was like, after game one, I was like, listen, Pope and Green and all of them shot like four for 30. I'm like, KCP can't be the third guy in a championship team. There's no way. But as much as uh, there was a struggle from Milwaukee the past couple of years, there was always the idea that they could make a champion, that a championship run. They were always in the mix. It didn't take that much to convince Giannis that if you get the right piece, if you add on to Holiday, if you uh, put things in the right order, then things can come true. But for the Portland Trailblazers, as much as I was a fan of that, backcourt duo, it never looked like a four-league. It never looked like the best team in the world. Yeah, and, and like Nurkic hasn't even been healthy, I think, for more than 30 games in a season. Um, and then, like, uh, the defense has always been a little suspect. Mm-hmm. It's one of, those te- one of those teams where it's like, yeah, they're fun to watch, but to win a seven-game series <laughs> against a real contender might be pretty difficult. I think you're right there. Yeah, and the what was weird about the defense this past year was, like, they went out and got Covington, which they gave up, I think, too much for him. What was it, two first-round picks? Um, and Trevor Ariza. And Trevor Ariza. But, like, they also – and, like, you know, Covington on that team is a solid move. Like, that guy is everything they were missing. But they also went and signed Derek Jones, Derek Jones Jr. from Miami, who, you know, got his years, got his money. Good for him. But then they didn't play him in the playoffs when they needed, you know, a long switchable def- athletic defender. And I just, I didn't understand why. I just didn't understand why. Yeah. Well, we'll have to ask the coaching, yeah. yeah. And it's not as if their coaching is about to get much better. They had a great opportunity to hire uh, Becky Hammond, who's clearly an incredible basketball mind. And instead, go with somebody who may have some experience in the front office and assistant coaching, but ultimately I don't expect Chauncey Billups to do anything more than what Sox has been able to do. Um, but anyways, we are talking about Damian Lillard, um, but when you look at Miami's package, it does not seem feasible to get him without giving up Bam and Abayo, who seems to be an untouchable asset. So, the next asset down the list is Raptors guard and uh, Raptors legend. I think um, many Raptors fans, I'm not sure how you feel, Brennan, but many Raptors fans would argue he is sort of the greatest player in Raptors history. Uh, maybe not the most talented, but in, uh, in the same way that Dwayne Wade is the greatest Heat player of all time, Kyle Lowry is the greatest Raptor. Yeah, he's definitely the most well-thought-of Raptor, I think, of all time. Um, yeah, maybe not the most talented, because there's been some very talented players on the Raptors. You know, we already talked about Vince Carter, Chris Bosch. Those guys are right up there. As far as DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan, yeah, exactly. But uh, as far as, the, you know, they, we call him the court general for a reason. He's does everything for the team that you need someone as star of that caliber to do. And he's very unselfish. He's one of those guys, guys out there, players, player, coach, player. Um, one day he's going to probably be running ahead of the front office somewhere. So yeah, greatest Raptor of all time. That might be correct. So let me be uh, pretty forward here. You are 
Masai Ujiri. My name, of course, is uh, Mr. Pat Riley. Give me Kyle, like right now. What do I need to trade back? Well, where it gets interesting, and here's the thing between our two teams, is where does the money come from? Because this probably has to be a sign and trade, and then enough money has to come back. Like you're, you know, like before back when in the middle of the season, I would have said it definitely got Tyler Hero has to be part of the deal or Robinson or something along those lines. But we're going to need a little bit more. So maybe, and also Kelly Olinick probably would have needed to be part of that deal. He's gone now. But I, the way that I see that happening is it'd probably be a three team trade. Yeah. Um, the other thing is uh, throughout history, or at least throughout the past decade, the Raptors and the Heat have not really made too many trades. And I think for the reason that both sides are very, very, very good at screwing the other one over. Stubborn. Yeah. That's that's the biggest reason it didn't the Lowry trade didn't go down at the deadline. Um, from what we've been able to from what we understand, like from what's been reported, is like Masai was like dead set, give me hero. Yeah. Um, and then Ben and I were saying, "Give him hero." Give him hero. <laughs> but um, <laughs> those are so. Those are some of my favorite tweets ever. The every time someone got eliminated, then they go like, "I guess they should have traded for Kyle Lowry." Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but um, so it, the thing about the, the thing about the money is, um, Miami yeah. can get to the number that Lowry uh wants that that he, or that's been like reported that Lowry wants. With um, you know, if they, uh, if they don't accept uh Dragic's uh team option for I believe nineteen million, and okay. if they they um renounce Oladipo's rights, and if they, it's basically there's a lot of like hurdles to get through, but they can do it. Um, okay. the thing is though, is will Masai let him walk? Um, I think for if. For a sign-in trade, I think Masai would do that. However, like if you saw both Masai's and Lowry's uh, end of the season uh, interviews, Lowry pretty much said that his uh, future in Toronto just depended on Masai's. Essentially, mm. we'll have to see what happens there. Uh, beyond that, I think to make Toronto a championship-caliber team again, unless there's some sort of crazy trade with the fourth overall pick, and we'd have to trade like. Fred Van Fleet and Boucher and a couple seven first rounders to get Damian Lillard or something along those lines. Right. Um, with Lowry on the team with the money that he wants, I'm not sure if it's possible to win in the next year or two with, with the team constructed as the way it is. So um, I like to think about uh, the offseason 2016. I'm looking at the Raptors right now, and I think and that was the offseason that Dwayne Wade left and the Heat were left with um, – Hot trash and um, and Goran and Goran, um, and uh, more hot trash. Uh, the difference, obviously, is that the Raptors have a future, they've got a high pick, they've got a lot of talent in Van Lee and Boucher and Siakam and Anobi. I feel like got Siakam, Siakam's become like super underrated over the past. He had a great, like Absolutely. a really good year. But he did. So, it's unfortunate he's injured at the moment. 
But yeah. Um, yeah. He, he, the, the end of his year was actually quite good. Like he was putting yeah. up some numbers. He's getting more assists than he ever did. So that was a nice addition to his uh, game as well. But that game at like near the end of the season, where it was Lowry and Siakam just tormenting LeBron and the Lakers, oh, was yeah. so much fun to watch because it was it was an NBA TV game. So I got to I got to watch it, and it was so fun. And it was like this Lowry's is, last game so far, yeah. Yeah, it was like this is the guy. This is what he can do. So how do um, – I know when Dwayne Wade was hitting free agency, Heat fans were um, uh, holding their breath, hoping he would come back, begging, pleading, whatever. I cried. Uh, so did I. How are uh, – Raptors fans feeling about the potential departure of Kyle Lowry, given that there is a future if he does leave, while in Miami there was not. It's one of those mixed feelings things. Obviously, we want him back. Um, if it's if he just walks away and there's no like signing trade or something like that, it's it's going to suck from a like a future point of thing. Uh, but we we're looking at it more like we want the best for Kyle Lowry. And if he doesn't think that he can win another championship with this team as it is constructed next year, and we don't show any signs of changing everything. Uh, and he wants to go play with, you know, I, it, he, he's a big fan of Jimmy Butler. They're pretty good friends. So it might be down, down with you guys. Uh, Philadelphia has been linked to him as well. A couple of different teams. Like I, if he goes to the Lakers, I'm going to be a little like, come on. But I understand it's a business as well. He wants to. Go, he wants two more years. I think. I think he said he wants to at least do a two to three year contract. And I, I don't see Masai just doing that to mortgage the future of like. There's only so many years we have with Siakam, uh, Ananobi, and Fred Van Fleet. So, and basically, what I'm trying to say is, we'll be okay if he leaves, but we're going to be sad. Canadian fans are too nice. <laughs> <laughs> hey. If you had talked to us right when Vince Carter, we we weren't very nice. Listen, there was that game earlier this season, Heat Raptors in Miami, where uh, Jimmy Butler started magically hitting threes. Um, Mm. And there were some – I was in a – Luke and I are in a a Heat Discord server, and um, uh, there there was a bit of a raid by some Raptors fans who came in, and they they were calling (laughs) us some names. It was was not very nice. No, there's well, hey man, there's on the internet, there's jerks everywhere. They, they even exist in Canada. Even but, in uh, Miami, there's a even little, in there's Miami. A, oh, he he Twitter is oh. only a little bit uh, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, know. I think Jimmy Butler, the Raptor killer, man, that guy's killed us in every I've city he's that. ever been in. Yeah, just wait till just wait till we Photoshop Masai into a Heat jersey. Oh, okay, <laughs> it's coming. Just Photoshop like Pat Riley's hair onto him. I want to see that. All right. All right. Um, I think we'll uh, wrap, uh, Raptor, wrap, wrap <laughs> up the show now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Brendan, thank you so much for joining us, man. It was a pleasure. Thank you very much for having me, Ben and Luke. Uh, this was a great show. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, man. Uh, that's going to do it for us, though. Uh, Luke, you got any last words? Uh, Heat Raptors in five. I don't know if we combine these two teams, we'd be eighty to a no. I agree. I agree as well. <laughs> All right, everyone, have a great morning, afternoon, or evening, depending on when you're listening to this. And we will see you guys next time.
This has been a Hoop Ball presentation.